The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1. Hebrews 5, 1. It says, Every high priest is chosen from his fellow men and appointed to serve God on their behalf, to offer sacrifices and offerings for sins. Hebrews 5, 1. Every high priest is chosen from his fellow men and appointed to serve God on their behalf. We as priests, there's more to it, but I want to narrow it down this way, are appointed to serve God. In other words, to lead you, to lead us, to have an encounter with God. That is the task of the priest. That is the task of the minister of God. Our duty is to lead you, to lead the congregation to have a personal encounter with Jesus, to have a clear and a true revelation, revelation of God himself. But the sad news is that if we don't have that personal encounter, we cannot lead you. We cannot lead you where we don't know. It's just logical. I cannot teach you what I don't know. So you have to pray for our priests. You have to pray for us that we, first of all, will have this personal encounter with Jesus so that we can testify like Peter, who said in the second reading, Beloved, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
It means Peter and his colleagues, they experienced the power of Jesus, of, 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 of Jesus Christ. So they said, we did not make known to you the power based on cleverly devised myths. They were myths, funny stories, funny teachings. But he said, we made known to you the power of Jesus, not based on those myths, but based on our encounter with Jesus and the word of God. And that is the task for us priests to do. And that is what we see in the gospel. Jesus is the high priest, we are told. Jesus is the high priest, the most holy high priest, so to speak. Jesus, as a high priest, took Peter, James, and his brother John. He led them up the mountain. And because he was the high priest, he knew what he was about. He took them up there and made Peter, James, and John to have a revelation of to have an encounter with God on that mountain. Jesus knew that mountain. Jesus knew what was going to happen there. And he took them up there. That is the task of the priest. Every mass, every sacrament we are celebrating is a form of a mountain, so to speak. And it is the duty of the priest, the minister of God, the high priest of God, so to speak, it is his duty to lead you, to lead you. It is our duty to lead you to encounter Jesus during every sacrament. All the sacraments are moments of encounter with Jesus Christ. It is the duty of the priest, the minister of God, the servant of God, to lead the flock of God to have that encounter with Jesus Christ on the mountain of the Lord. The altar is a mountain of the Lord where we are supposed to encounter Jesus. The altar of the Lord, the altar in church, is the mountain of the Lord. So that as we come, the priest will lead you so that you can testify like Peter and testify like Daniel in the first reading. Daniel said, as I watched, thrones were set up. And the ancient one took his throne. So as Daniel was watching, wherever he was watching, but in our context, when we come to Mass, as we watch the sacrament of the Eucharist being celebrated, as we watch, we are supposed to see Jesus. We are supposed to encounter Jesus on this altar. Just as the disciples encountered Jesus in a special way, had a revelation on that mountain, that is what we are invited to. And that is the task of the minister. It's a great task. You have to pray for us every day to be able to lead you, to lead all of us to have that encounter. It's interesting. Jesus never changes. And the same Jesus who led Peter, James, and John up the mountain, he was the same person who was with them down the mountain. But down the mountain, they never had that revelation about him. But when he took them up, that's to tell us that that was a sacred moment. Jesus is everywhere. He's always there. No argument about that. But during the celebration of the Eucharist, the celebration of the sacraments, that is a sacred time, a special moment. It's like that time with him on the mountain. And so when we make time to be alone with God, be it at mass, be it at our quiet time, at prayer, we are supposed to have a revelation of the Lord. And that is what St. Paul prayed for, the Ephesians. Ephesians 1 from verse 17 to 19. The God will open their minds and their understanding to see. And that is why David calls on us to pray this prayer anytime we, before we read the word of God. 
Lord, open my eyes that I may see the wonderful truths in your word. The same Jesus, they were with him. They never knew until they went up that mountain. And take note of that. We are told as they were there, Jesus was communicating with the father and the prophet Elijah and Moses were there. But before, they didn't see them, the apostles didn't see these two people communicating with Jesus instantly. They didn't also see the transfiguration instantly. It took some time. But that doesn't mean that Jesus wasn't already divine. He was already divine. And he was already talking with who? Elijah and Moses on the mountain. But it took time before these disciples saw him. We need to be patient when we are waiting, with, waiting on God. We need to be patient and we have to be alert. If you read the good news version of today's gospel in Mark, it, the good news says, as the disciples looked on, they were paying attention. Daniel said, as I watched. Sometimes we are at mass and we are distracted. Sometimes we are at prayer and we are distracted. We are not concentrating. When we go to pray, when we come for mass, when we want to have a quiet time, we must ensure that we put off all distractions and pay attention. As the disciples looked on, as they paid attention and watched Jesus, they saw transformation, the, trans the transfiguration of Jesus. It is our duty to teach you, to lead you to have this personal encounter with Jesus. And let us remember that is the mind of God. That is the will of God. That we all come to encounter him in such a way that we can declare like Peter, Lord, it is good to be here. It is my prayer and it's the prayer of God, the mind of God, the mind of the church, is that we all will come to that encounter with Jesus so much so that we will desire no place else than the presence of God. That we will long for only the presence of God. That we can get to that point where we can declare like Peter, Lord, it is good for us to be here. I am ready to even dig three, three tents. Think about it. It was a mountain. Peter, we are told Peter didn't even know what he was talking about. He was so overwhelmed with the presence of God. So much sight that he was ready. He said, look, Lord, we are ready to make three tents here. Did they take big access there? No. They didn't take any digging equipment there to dig and make the tents. They didn't take any material there to make tents. But he was so overwhelmed that he was ready to do anything on that mountain. Friends, sometimes we are not willing to serve God. We are distracted by so many things. We are not willing to sacrifice anything for God. Purely because we have not had that encounter with Jesus. The mind of God and the mind of the church is that we will come to a point where we will have this radical encounter with Jesus and see thrones and see God transfigured and see our lives also transfigured during the Eucharistic celebration, during our quiet times, during our times we are studying the Bible. That is the mind of God for the church. That is the mind of God for every single person. God wants us to have a personal relationship with him. He wants us to have to know him. And that's what God said. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. It's only when we listen to Jesus in his word, in the sacraments, in our quiet time. It's only when we listen to him that we will come to this realization. Listen to him. Listen to Jesus. Peter said, we didn't pay attention to myths. There are so many myths and fables all around. So many ideologies, false teachings, false ideas contradicting the gospel. And sometimes we see, I don't want to say what are Christians, 
we find so much interest in these fables. We prefer reading all kinds of books and literature to the gospel, to the word of God. There is something wrong with us. There is something wrong with us. We must be so attached. We must get to the point where we have that personal encounter and we yearn for nothing but the presence of God. So that we will despise every other thing that contradicts the word of God. Any other thing that will not draw us closer to the, to the Lord, we will despise them. That is what the mind of, the, of, the, of God is for you and I. Jesus had to take them up the mountain, wherever they were, so that they will be alone. There are so many distractions. And as long as we are busy with these things, we cannot have this true encounter with Jesus. We must pay attention at mass. We must pay attention. That is the mind of God. Peter declared, Lord, it is good for us to be here. We must get to that point where we long every day to be at mass. We will come for mass and will not be eager to run away. Think about it. It's like people when they are enjoying their soap operas and even movies. When I went for the fanfare the other day, they didn't want them, uh, the, 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 the artist to big and rich, right? Big and rich. They didn't want him to close. They were enjoying him, so to speak, and they wanted him to continue. But friends, through joy, whatever they were experiencing there cannot be compared with what we experience in the presence of the Lord. In his presence, Psalm 16, 11, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. There is fullness of joy. In Psalm 84, verse 10 to 12 and 13, David said, I rather spend one day in your court than to spend a thousand elsewhere. Think about that. What was it about the presence of God that David would make such a declaration? I prefer to be in your presence, oh God, just for one day. I prefer being there one day to be elsewhere for a thousand. And that elsewhere includes even the palace of David himself. He was a king. In his palace, think about it. He had everything, the choices of wine, whatever you can think about, pleasure and all that. But he said that cannot be compared to the one day in the presence of the Lord. I desire only one thing in Psalm 27 verse 4. Only to be in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. Not some days. All the days. We prefer to be elsewhere to the presence of the Lord. Think about it. And he said in Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. Some of us, we are, we, we are not happy when it's Sunday. We're not happy when it's getting to time for Mass. But David was glad when he heard them say, he hadn't even gotten to the house of the Lord. He only heard them say, let us go. He only got the invitation and said, let us go. And he was already excited. Think about it. If already on the way he's excited, what will happen when he gets in there? Friends, there is something about the house of God. There is something about the presence of God that we all must crave for. And that is the desire of Jesus, that we will have this experience. That is why he took time to, to climb that mountain with Peter, James, and John. He took time to let them climb that mountain to have that encounter. Don't be in a hurry to leave Mass. One second in the presence of the Lord, indeed, is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'm telling you. May God open our eyes to have this encounter. And once we get this encounter, we will despise any other thing. St. Paul said, I count every gain as loss compared to the surpassing knowledge of my Lord Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that Lord will help us, the Lord will help us 
to have this personal encounter. But we must make time and be patient with ourselves and with God. And when we go to prayer, we go for mass, we must learn to be patient. When we take the word of God, we must learn to be patient and read. The apostles were patient on that mountain. It took effort to climb that mountain. It took effort and time to climb that mountain. Let us be ready to make time. We must be ready to sacrifice our time. Think of the things we sacrifice our time for. More time for these things other than God. But it should be the reverse. My prayer is that, and the prayer of God is that, we all will have this encounter daily. And friends, we will trade him for nothing. We will trade him for nothing. We are supposed to be excited as Christians, joyful, full of joy. And that, is, that alone is supposed to be a witness to the world. But if you come from us and we are living, we are, we are down. No, 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 it's not possible. It's not, it's not known. There is something wrong. For us to come to, to mass gloomy and return gloomy, no. There must be a transfiguration. There must be a change anytime we come to mass to encounter Jesus. No wonder Pope John XXIII said, a sad Christian is a contradiction. A sad Christian is a contradiction. After mass, as you go out, people should see you and question, where are you coming from? What happened to you? What happened to you? What is happening around you? They should see that and question you. Then you will take that opportunity and tell them, oh yes, I encountered Jesus at mass. I met Jesus at mass. I spoke to Jesus in the word of God. Jesus spoke to me. I listened to the word of God. I'm so excited. I am moving in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. That is the way mass is supposed to be. When people say mass is boring, what a contradiction. How can God be boring? God is not boring. I saw a t-shirt like that. God is not boring. It was written, an inscription on a t-shirt. God is not boring. Never. If God is boring, there is something wrong somewhere. Either we are sick or we are dead. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. We pray for this radical encounter. And pray for your priests. Pray for us. That we, first of all, will be so radically in love with Jesus and show him and lead you on that mountain of the Lord. This, this altar is the mountain of the Lord. May we encounter Jesus. May we experience his transfiguration here and receive his blessing in our life this day and always. May we rise and present some intentions to the Lord.